hang on tight. Fish Talk Radio is about to take you on a fishing adventure. You're about to go places you have even yet to desire and revisit familiar favorites with live on-the-water expert insider tips. Now, sit up straight, pay attention, take notes, and join the party for a blue water, white water, and calm water adventure. Check out fish tips and trips online at fishtalkradio.com. And now, the all-natural attitude adjustment. This is Fish Talk Radio. I'm John Hennigan in studio. And just uh, across the uh, way from us, all the way in Florida, is we have Betty from Ladies Let's Go Fishing. Uh, Betty, it's a pleasure to have you on once again. Well, I'm excited about it. Always love to talk about fishing. That's why I like to put you on the radio is because you're an excitable girl. Now, what we're going to do, we've got a lot to cover for you, and we're going to give you as much airtime as we possibly can because it's pretty exciting stuff. First of all, Ladies Let's Go Fishing is obviously about uh, female anglers. Is that safe to say? Yeah, what we do is uh, it's the no yelling school of the fishing, and we open the door to fishing for women by running uh, weekend events um, all around Florida to show them how. Okay. Uh, well, I know that uh, we've only got, let's just start off with a couple of minutes, but uh, uh, let's, let's ca- talk a little bit about Ladies Let's Go Fishing, and then we're going to talk about, the, when we come right back, we're going to talk about lady anglers, and I know that there's a trip that you just went on that we want to talk about also. So just kind of as a quick idea about the... Uh, Ladies, let's go fishing. Well, these are weekend universities held in waterfront resorts. And in Florida, it's the the Keys, which is Isla Mirada area. Fort Myers, Matt Lachey is a mini university. We have one in South Florida, Treasure Coast, which is Stewart area. And then we're working on the Keys for next year. Uh, interrupt me if we have to go, but uh, the, the programs consist of usually a uh, networking party, and then that's Friday, Saturday morning, there are sit-down classes on inshore, offshore, and bottom fishing. Then we have lunch and a fishing fashion show. After that, we have all kinds of skills where the ladies can practice hands-on. Maybe I can go into that a little bit later. And then Sunday, they get a chance to go fishing off of charter boats. Okay. And if they want to get in touch with you, let's mention that real quick. Uh, our website is www.ladiesletsgofishing.com. We're also at Facebook.com slash Ladies Let's Go Fishing, or they can always call us at 954-475-9068. And women from all over the country come and are welcome. Okay, we got to go. We'll be right back with you. Don't go too far. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. Are you ready for a whale-watching adventure? The Santa Barbara Channel is known as one of the best whale-watching areas in the world. Over 27 species of whales, dolphins, and porpoises come here throughout the year. And there's no better way to spend time with these wonderful animals than aboard the high-tech Condor Express. Bring the whole family for an unforgettable whale-watching adventure. The Condor Express is Santa Barbara's premier charter boat for whale-watching, island excursions, sunset cruises, and private charters. Call Sea Landing at 882-0088 to book your trip. We'll see you on the Condor Express. Local fishing at its finest is aboard the Stardust. Day and half day trips on Stardust sport fishing are a family affair. Find out what it's like to view Santa Barbara from the water while you are catching dinner. See whales, dolphins, and Channel Islands up close. Spotless boat and friendly crew are perfect for beginner or expert. Get aboard with Jason Diamond and his crew on Stardust sport fishing, operating at a sea landing in the Santa Barbara Harbor. 
Clover Pass Resort, Ketchikan, Alaska, is in the heart of the salmon capital of Alaska. Walk a few yards to the dock and throw a line at king, silver, or pink salmon. Just a 90-minute direct flight from Seattle. You can be in your boat fishing the day you arrive. The calm waters at Clover Pass hold schools of salmon as well as halibut and rockfish. Clover Pass offers all-inclusive fishing packages starting under $1,000. For more information, call John at 877-FISH-RAP. That's 877-F-I-S-H-R-A-P. So you're covered in sand up to your waist thanks to the excessive digging of two very ambitious children, and you think, wait, did I lock my Impala back in the parking lot? And normally you'd just sit and stew about it. But you live in a time when an OnStar app lets you control your car from nearly anywhere in your world, like it's some extremely remote control car, which it kind of is. So you tap the icon that zaps a signal that says to your car, boop, here's a signal to flip the mechanism that locks the door that sends a signal back to your phone to say, yes, your car is now safely locked. And you gotta wonder about the guy walking by when it happens. He's like, wow. And you're like, wow. And if you slow your brain for just a nanosecond, you realize just how amazing modern technology really is. All because you drive a Chevrolet Impala connected by OnStar. For details, availability, and system limitations, visit OnStar.com. It's time to fight fire with steel to advance truck technology with an available Pentastar V6 and eight-speed transmission. The 2013 Ram 1500 with best-in-class fuel economy, engineered to move heaven and earth. Guts, glory, Ram. Standard pickup class excludes hybrids. EPA estimated 17 city, 20 combined, 25 highway MPG based on V6 4x2. Ram is a registered trademark of Chrysler Group LLC. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. I am John Hennigan in studio and a little bit to the east of us by a few thousand miles. We have Betty from Ladies Let's Go Fishing on the line with us. And I think, Betty, today would be an appropriate time to talk about lady anglers. It's been probably the largest segment of the angling community. I'm just guessing, but you probably know more than I do. Uh, yes, as a matter of fact, at the uh, American Sport Fishing um, Association show, they have new figures that women are the lead in gender for people entering the sport of fishing. And this is the first time this has ever happened. So mm -hmm. there's a great resurgence of women wanting to fish and going fishing. Well, do you have any idea why that's happening? I mean, obviously, women are getting out of the kitchen and, you know, away from the laundry and, and finding themselves and competing very well in what used to be a man's world. As a matter of fact, you know, they, I think it's, it's no longer an issue of, you know, whether a female, you know, they talk about the glass ceiling, but I'm not seeing a lot of it. But in the angling uh, community, percentage-wise, there's not that many, but it's growing fast. Yeah, it's approximately 33%. ASA has the exact figures. But um, um, over the years, I've been doing Ladies Let's Go Fishing for like 18 years now. I've seen uh, more products come out that are targeted for women and more publicity of women fishing. And um, people spend so much time behind computers and, and gizmos and, you know, families where everybody's got their own uh, computer or notepad going that I think there's a... Um, a desire to be outside mm -hmm. and to have fun and do something that they can um, share experiences with others and they're not 
like taking their kids and sitting mm-hmm. on uh, on the bench watching them play. They are actually interacting with their, their kids, their friends, their families. Well, they even like that social part. When you see the equipment that's coming out, there's some, let's say, non-traditional colors that are becoming popular. Right. Well, um, not everybody likes pink, but um, they they are um, targeting pink, and some ladies do like to have a pink rod yes. on the boat. So when the fish hits, they can say, "That's my fish because yes. that's my rod." That's, yes. But that doesn't mean they're any less feminine. Oh no! And they're coming out with lighter tackle and easier to use tackle, and more instructions on the products. So when you buy, you know, the rod and reel, you know, what pound test to get. Um, you know, a lot of the lures are coming out with more information on how to use them and there's a lot more seminars and educational opportunities for for people to learn how to fish mm-hmm. and would you say the preference is more fly fishing conventional freshwater saltwater or is it just across the board well of course the the numbers of um, fishing for anglers across the country are higher for inshore or for um, Freshwater fishing, mm-hmm. and uh, that does include fly fishing. Women in fly fishing are uh, a hugely emerging number, and also uh, women in kayak fishing. Kayak is oh, yes. is the new uh, the new horizon for fishing. That, well, as a matter of fact, as someone that's a, a very dear friend, it was one of the foremost fly fishing. Uh, teachers and authorities at uh, one time, he said that uh, n- they have a, a, a better natural ability than men do for a couple reasons. First of all, I guess they're a little less aggressive and they have a little bit more finesse. Well, and they listen to instruction too. They uh, oh. don't usually come, you know, not that men are different that much, but they come into fishing, especially if they're learning, with, you know, they don't have the preconceived notions of, I'm going to do it my way. Um, they will listen to, you know, a guide or someone else and do what they say. So most of you know, my speakers really like speaking to women because they, they wholeheartedly listen and, and follow what is told. Right. Well, and a couple of things, because... It's a great opportunity. Now, a lot of women anglers that you see are kind of taking it up individually as opposed to just going along with their guy. But I think it's it's fabulous that a couple can enjoy the same activities. Right. You know, there's there's a little difference between freshwater and saltwater, too, because saltwater is more of a team sport uh, and more social because, you know, you need other people with you a Mm -hmm. lot of times. It's a lot more fun. And there's a lot of work to do on the boat. Uh, freshwater, that's something that you can just peacefully go out by yourself on land, pick your spot, and enjoy the scenery and catch some fish. Well, you, you mentioned about a third of anglers, or is this new anglers that are coming in? Actually, uh, I don't have the figures in front of me, but it's probably, I think it's like 41% of the new um, anglers or female. Well, you know, that's fantastic, because Fish Talk Radio has been on the air for some time, and I was always kind of proud of the fact that about, we have a lot of people that listen that are not that involved in fishing, because they just like listening to the show and, and listen to about fishing and the outdoors. But, uh, you know, and but if, if we can get a third of the audience in uh, of what I configured a few years ago, is that what we had were women, but actually it's probably higher than that now. Right, uh, I think it's on it's on the increase, mm-hmm. and um, you know people are 
They're looking for something fun to do, and also ladies like to catch fresh fish for dinner. There you go. Well, we're going to have you on throughout the program. I'm sure we're going to be hearing some more from you. But right now, uh, you just got back from uh, Africa, and we've got a couple of minutes left in this segment. So even if it does nothing to do with fishing, we like to talk about the outdoors in addition to fishing because that's really the reason you go is to get off the couch and get out in nature. Right. So, yeah, most people like to um, who fish like to be outside, so I did have a chance to go to Africa recently, my first time, and I absolutely loved it. Um, we got very close to the animals. Uh, we saw everything from elephants to giraffes to uh, lions, rhinos, hippos, almost every kind of am- antelope, you know, impala, blesbok, springbok, kudu, um, mm-hmm. and it was nice to be with the animals in their natural environment and see how they live, and it was very thrilling. Um, way, way more different than going to the zoo yeah. or, or yeah. a wildlife preserve here. Right. Well, I'm sure that they act different because in a zoo it's a whole different thing. But what part of Africa did you go to? Uh, I went to South Africa, and I was in the northwest province, basically, in a couple hours, mm-hmm. um, north of Johannesburg. Well, I've never been there. It's always one of these things that I always wanted to do. So maybe you can give people an idea of maybe why they should go, how difficult it is to get there. And I don't want to ask you too many questions at once, but was this a preserve or is this just out in nature? Well, we had a few different experiences. We started out at Africa Maximum Safaris, and those were private preserves. And it was a little different because the animals there are wilder. I got a lot of shots of uh, animal butts because <laughs> as you see them, they would walk away. It was really hard yeah. to get good shots. They were hiding in thorny bushes. Yeah. And then after that, then, uh, we stayed in the middle of Polanisburg Game Park, okay. which is a preserve where the animals are more used to vehicles. So um, they didn't run away as much. Uh, but there you couldn't get out of the vehicles or get out and walk. And, you know, got to keep safety first because you just can't go walking by yourself around these animals. They're bigger than the size of cars, and they look slow, but they can mow you down in seconds. <laughs> wow, that sounds really exciting. And how difficult is it to get there? It wasn't a big deal. Uh, I was like, oh, my goodness, this is going to be a long flight um, across the ocean. But uh, the fares weren't that, like from Florida, you know, it's like $1,300, $1,400. You can get over there, use your miles to help defray it. And once you get on the plane, they, they play, you know, movies and things like that. And um, it wasn't as scary as all the travel alerts say. Yeah, you have to be careful and watch your back and know where to go and where not to go. But the roads were nice and paved. It was very easy to get around. There's taxis, rental cars, and a lot of these resorts and operations will pick you up at the airport, too, if you want to feel comfortable. Okay, so would you suggest that you know, you, would someone should just book with a guide or just go ahead and go do it on your own? Depends how adventurous they are. Uh, I'm the kind of person that would go on my own, but for the first time, it's nice to be with these resorts that have guides going with you because they tell you all about the animals, how they live, how they behave, you know, why they're together. And um, then when you're on your own, you know what they are and you can really appreciate them. So, so and I guess the quick answer is both. You, you might want to go do it on your own and plan on spending some time on your own and then just check in with a lodge. Right. Well, there's okay. so much more in Africa I could have okay. seen. I wish I had. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're going to end this segment again, and we're going to be keeping you online, and I'm sure that we're going to have a lot more to talk about. So we appreciate that with uh, Betty from Ladies Let's Go Fishing. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. We'll be right back.
the Santa Barbara Channel offers some of the most productive sport fishing in the world. Channel Island Sport Fishing offers the most boats to enjoy it. Call 805-383-1612. At Channel Island Sport Fishing, you pick the time and place you want to go. Nearshore halibut, calico bass and rockfish, or fish the Channel Islands for white sea bass and yellowtail. For whale watching and private charters, Channel Island Sport Fishing in Oxnard has clean modern boats with professional friendly crews. Make your reservations for a deep sea adventure by calling 805-383-1612. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and pargo. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Lake Kachuma is a California treasure. Bald eagles, deer, egrets, foxes, wild turkeys play on the banks and in the trees. Red ear, bluegill, bass and catfish inhabit the waters. Rainbow trout are planted on a regular basis and easily caught from boat or shore. Lake Kachuma Boat Rentals is a key to a successful day on the lake. Call 805-688-4040 for information. Tackle, skiff, or pontoon boat rental. Call Craig at 688-4040. 20 minutes north of Santa Barbara, Kachuma Boat Rentals for a day to remember. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the white sand beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at CostaBajaResort.com. It's a beautiful day. What do you say? Let's go fishing. Now I love to fish, you know that's true. Most important thing in my life, of course, next to you. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. I'm John Hennigan in studio, and we have two very special people on the line. Our co-host uh, this week is Betty from Ladies Let's Go Fishing, and we also have Mark Lassane from the editor of the Bass Angler Magazine, and I think I'm just going to get up and go take a break. So, <laughs> Mark? Will you take a break? We're out here fishing, having a great time on the California Delta. There you go. Well, I think Betty's probably done some more of that, and of course, Florida is famous for their largemouth, aren't they? Oh, there are all kinds of uh, bass here. Uh, mm-hmm. Where I live, there are a lot of peacock bass. I'm more of a saltwater angler, but there are a lot of women okay. uh, who target bass. Okay. Well, by the way, Mark, uh, we're talking a little bit about lady anglers, and maybe you might have some comments on the emergence of uh, ladies on the water. 
I'm all for women out here fishing. I, you know, I think we need more of them. You know, there's a there's like a lady bass angler association, and there's you know, but a couple other lady bass angler things that started up. Um, you know, it seems like it's maybe a little bit difficult to get the participation. I'm sure a lot of them want to come out, but but uh, you know, it's one of those things that uh, you know, bass fishing maybe takes a, a back seat to you know raising families and jobs and all that. Well, that's why, um, you know, we see a lot of ladies that are empty nesters getting into fishing once they've all, they're, they're done raising their families, now they want to do something with them, you know, in their 40s, 50s, 60s. Sure, sure. Well, fishing is a, is a you know, it's a great hobby. You know, you can do it at any age, you know, from 5 to, uh, you know, 105. You know, anybody can get out here fishing, whether it's the bass or saltwater, you know, peacock or, you know, fishing rivers, fly fishing. You know, it's uh, you know, so it's really a wonderful sport and just just so enjoyable. We've been out here all day fishing on the California Delta, and it's just just beautiful. You know, I mean, it's just there's just not a, a better time. Well, there's so much fun to catch and uh, a lot of action with catching bass too, and a lot of skill. Boy, different uh, than I'm used to. I've I've been uh, I've been fishing, and boy, does it make your arm tired because you're just cast and cast yeah. and cast. <laughs> and then you yeah, dunk, I've probably and dunk done a couple thousand casts already today. <laughs> It makes a good caster out of a person. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It builds up a, a skill that you maybe wouldn't normally have. Right, right. And what's nice is you can fish for bass from land or from a boat, and they don't necessarily have to be expensive boats either. Oh, exactly. Yeah, but bass don't care where you are. You know, you could be standing in waders or a little float tube or, you know, standing on the bank and, you know, any, anywhere. You know, you can fish... You know, live bait for minnows or, you know, night crawlers, crawfish, or, you know, there's a whole uh, a host of artificials, probably more artificials than would fill up a, the 49er stadium out there that uh, you can catch them on. And that's what's so fascinating about bass is, you know, there's so many techniques to catch them. Yeah, they're a, like an omnivorous creature, you know, and they, I think they would eat at times, eat anything that will fit in their mouth. Sometimes things that even won't, you know, we've found them at times when, um, you know, you find a bass sometimes floating on the surface, trying to eat a fish that wouldn't fit in his mouth. Right, and one one thing um, I notice bass fishing, too, is there's a lot of debris you have to learn to fish around, and each kind of debris has a different technique. Sure, you, know, you can kind of uh, picture it like golf. You know, you have putting, chipping, you know, in the sand, on the fairway. Um, you know, we have different we have different uh, rods for all the different techniques too. Like today, I'm you know throwing 80 pound braid and I'm fishing into you know big piacin mats trying to trying to get these bass. And you know when you get one, it's a, you basically got to winch them out. You know, and then you have the other extreme where guys are using you know four pound line and a little little worm out fishing you know 50 or 80 feet deep. Now, and let me ask you this: If you know how to catch bass where you are, can you go to another area? and use those techniques, or do you have to learn local techniques? Sure. Well, uh, <laughs> that's like a double-sided question. But, you know, once you learn about bass and how they, you know, how they position, what they live in, where they go in the different seasons, you can just about catch them anywhere. Mark, uh, what we're going to do, if you don't mind, is fascinating stuff, but we're going to bring Minerva on, uh, who has Minerva's uh, down in Cabo San Lucas, and we're going to let the two women talk for a while. So before you leave, Mark, why don't you give us some quick uh, info on Bass Angler? Well, yeah, if you want to learn more about bass fishing, we have a great publication called Bass Angler Magazine, and you can go to BassAnglerMag.com and learn about us. 
Perfect. Um, you know, check us out. There you great, go. Great learning source. Good deal. Hey, good luck out there today, Mark. All right. Thanks, y'all. All right. Day. You betcha. Okay, uh, Betty, I don't think you've had the pleasure, but there's a very dear lady who probably knows as much or more about uh, blue water fishing than any woman that I know, maybe even you, because uh, uh, Minerva has been down in Cabo San Lucas uh, ever since she was about six for, what, 30 years, something like that, Minerva? (laughs) 37 years. Wow. Anyway, uh, Minerva is the, she's got the Minerva's fishing fleet, and um, thankfully, I'm going to be fishing with one of, one of her boats here in the next couple of weeks, and we'll be talking about that. So, Minerva, why don't you just kind of give us a quick overview of Cabo, what's happening now, and I'm sure that you two girls will have something to talk about. Okay, well... I tell you, these are the times that you just look forward to reporting because it just doesn't get any better than this. I like that. It's, you know, we're encased in 84-degree water from the Sea of Cortez to the Pacific, and it doesn't matter which way you turn when you come out of Cabo San Lucas. You are going to limit out on Dorado. You've probably got a great chance of catching a wahoo. The tuna are running now with the dolphins. So there is fish everywhere. And the marlin are beginning to show up at the banks. So the fishing is like as hot as it ever gets. Minerva, please, please, please don't chase them away. I'll be down there in less than two weeks fishing with you. I see no reason for this to change at least for the next 30 days. Perfect, perfect. Now, Minerva, we have uh, Betty from Ladies Let's Go Fishing in Florida that she takes Lady anglers out and she brings a lot of ladies into the sport and i thought it'd be great if you guys could talk for a couple of minutes and uh, let us give your point of view of what you're seeing in cabo san lucas with lady anglers okay well hello betty hi hi uh it's nice to um have some other gals to talk um fishing with because we're a minority but there's still a lot of us out there yeah well here in the baja we're not a minority there's a lot of baja babes around here (laughs) but uh We are, we, we, you know, we're seeing more and more women in the business and more and more women in the uh, fun part of it, you know, coming down to visit us and fishing along their significant others or their husbands. And, um, you know, they're loving it. I mean, it's the old days from when just, you know, you'd be surrounded by a cloud of men. That's all over with now. Now it's young people and, and the girls, you know. Well, what do you think that uh, they like to target most in in Cabo? Are there any fish that are more popular than others? Um, I I would still say that uh, striped marlin is king here, Betty. I think that we get international people and uh, visitors and uh, women who love to say, you know, we caught a striped marlin. So I would say that the striped marlin is still the king here. And now what size range are they normally? Oh, we average about 110 to 120 pounds average. We don't grow them as big as some countries, but we do get a lot more of them. Right, so that's a fish that you could fight um, standing up or from a chair then. Oh, yes. The the stand-up fishing is really popular, especially like we have an incredible Mexican fleet of pongas here, and uh, they love to fish. You know, you any any given day you'll be out there and see the girls in their bikinis and their bathing suits fighting a fish standing up on a ponga or a cruiser. Awesome. Yeah, that's kind of my favorite um, 
I like that because then you're prepared if there are multiples, you know, you can move around and get away from each other. When you're in a chair, it's it's a little bit hard to have have multiple hookups. Yeah, and then plus, you know, now they make those beautiful short rods, and uh, the ladies are loving it. And then they've got these fancy little belts, you know, that don't weigh anything and will protect your gut, and they love it. They love yeah, it. and one of my favorite accessories is a nice light vest that clips to the rod, and that mm-hmm. that makes all the difference in the world when you get a fish and you're getting a little tired or he goes down deep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, um, and that's another thing, you know, uh, rooster fishing. The ladies are really getting into the rooster fish. They uh, they love it because, you know, they can get out that light tackle and chase rooster along the shoreline. So, you know, yeah, the girls are really coming on strong in this sport. Minerva, just a real quick, if you don't mind, I join in for a second at least. Not at all. Is that uh, we were talking earlier about lady anglers and fly fishing. Fly fishing is something that's also growing uh, very quickly in Cabo. Oh, yeah. You know, we've got women tying flies, and we even have in Loretto um, a lady that, you know, is a guide there, and uh, Pamela Bowles, and she is fantastic, very knowledgeable. So, uh, yeah, fly fishing's getting real popular, and, and I don't know very much about it, and we do offer a few selections of flies, but we've even got people who come from far distances to to uh, catch a marlin on a fly. Yeah, you have to be pretty lucky and concise to catch really anything on a fly. I mean, it's, right, it's got to be right there in front of them. But sometimes if you have a good, capable crew, they know how to get the fish close. Um, yeah, you know, Betty, I feel like the fly fisherman is very unique because the the uh, conventional fisherman, he'll come in and he'll go, well, I caught ten Dorado today, and I caught a Wahoo, and I caught two Marlin. And then the fly fisherman will come in here and go, oh, we had such a bang-up day, we caught one rooster. Yeah, there fly. you go. Well, it's and they're not... so excited. Yeah, it's that's what it's all about. And we're getting kind of close to the end of it now, Minerva. So, again, I mean, looking forward to coming down and uh, fishing on your boat. You're right downtown in Cabo San Lucas at Minerva's. Well, it's Baja Tackle, isn't it? That's right. Minerva's That's right. Baja Tackle. Okay. Well, we certainly appreciate that. And uh, if anybody wants the information about uh, Minerva, you can always go to fishtalkradio.com or just give me a call and I'll tell you all about her. She's a wonderful yeah, lady. Yeah, we love your radio station, so come Thanks. and see us. Okay. And, Betty, why don't you hang in there? We're going to be back. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. And we'll talk to you real soon. Oh, Lord. Honey, that sounds like rain. Hey, woman. Get the youngins, let's go. Vagabundos Del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. For more than a century, sport fishermen have led the charge for conservation. From trout to marlin, anglers have worked to protect our natural resources and establish successful programs that benefit fish and fishermen. Today, this legacy is at risk. Unless we step up and lead the fight for real world conservation, that's what the sport Fishing Conservancy is all about doing 
what's best for fish and fishing and making sure anglers get the credit we deserve. Check out the Sport Fishing Conservancy and find out how you can help at sportcon.org. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Want to make your drive more exciting? It starts with Shell V Power Premium Gasoline. It's Ferrari's choice for improved performance. Shell V Power removes an average of 60% of performance-robbing gunk on intake valves left by low-quality premium gasolines. And it starts with your very first tank. The result is the kind of performance that gives you more excitement behind the wheel. Choose Shell V Power Premium Gasoline today and let the excitement begin. Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, along with Betty from Ladies Let's Go Fishing. We have Trey on the line with us. Uh, well, we did. Let's try that again. Uh, let's go ahead and talk to Betty for just a minute or so, and we're going to get Trey back on the line with us. So, Betty, you are doing a fantastic job. Well, thank you. It's, um, it's easy to talk about fishing with other people who have the interest, too. Okay. Well, it is. And when we first started to put this thing together, I thought we'd talk a little about ladies, let's, you know, and, and lady anglers, but it tr- it's turning out to be an awesome subject, and I'm, I'm enjoying it. Right, yeah, I'm checking Channel Island out um, to see what they offer. Uh, okay. Looks pretty interesting. They go to a lot of different islands. Off oh, of yeah, no, it's, it's a, the Channel Islands in, off of Santa Barbara is a tremendous fishery. Yeah, you know, a lot of variety. It's kind of a confluence of cold and warm water fish. So you'd be amazed what would show up here every once in a while. We get actually uh, king salmon uh, sometimes, and they come down just about as far as the Channel Islands. Mm, and my we favorite. Also, we also have some of the exotic that, that kind of come up this far. So it's an interesting place. Well, how but, far uh, are the islands? Uh, well, from where they uh, put in the water, they're, mm, I think, about 12 miles. Okay, so and they're then, a little closer than, say, Catalina. Well, yeah, much closer. But then they extend out because you got Anacapa, Santa Cruz, Santa Rosa, San Miguel. But, so you can keep on going. 
Wonderful. Okay. Uh, are the islands habited or are they all uh, preserved? Okay. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's find out. Uh, we have Trey from Channel Island Sport Fishing on the line. Trey, we have a special guest for you. Instead of talking to the Grizz, uh, we get to talk to Betty, a lovely lady that has Ladies Let's Go Fishing in Florida. And okay. she was just starting to ask me while we are waiting for you about the Channel Islands. And she might even want to talk to you about lady anglers. So uh, why don't you go ahead and give us an idea where Cisco's Channel Island Sport Fishing is located and a little bit about your fishery. Okay, Channel Island Sport Fishing, we're located in Channel Island Harbor in Oxnard in Ventura County. There's Ventura Harbor and Channel Islands Harbor. And the closest island that we have is 11 miles it is called Anacapa. Mm-hmm. Hey, Trey, uh, would you do me a favor and speak up a little bit? We only have one control, and you've got to get more excited. Okay. There, that's it. That's it. Keep going now. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at your pictures. It looks like you have um, those halibut or big flounder. Halibut, and mostly the halibut are in springtime. Right now wow. they're, they're catching a few, but mostly May, June, and July are the best months for halibut and white sea bass. Yeah, I couldn't tell if they were holding it out close to the camera. You know that little trick. <laughs> um, like, yeah. No, <laughs> we, we had one overnight boat last summer come back with 75 halibut. Whoa. Wow, that well, is good eating. We don't have any halibut in Florida. No, oh, you okay. have some other flat fish. But just a quick comment. Is there such a thing as the Pacific halibut and the California halibut? The Pacific are the ones you get in Alaska, and they can get up to 300 pounds. I think the record for California is, what, probably around 70 pounds, something like that? 67 pounds. That's close. One of our boats holds that record. Wow. That's the same boat that came back with 75. Right. Well, and, you know, this time of the year is interesting because the water's still warm. Yeah, so you get some topwater fish, but I think you're also very well known for rock fishing. Yeah, the rock fishing is really good right now, like, um, and lingcod. And the lingcod are, are, are pretty good size. Most of those overnight boats are coming back with limits of rock cod and lingcod. And, you know, they're, they're getting a few sheephead and lots of whitefish also. Well, we have to ask. Obviously, Betty and I have been talking about one subject in particular. We've got a theme going on, so let's continue with that. And is, are you seeing uh, a growing number of lady anglers getting on the boat? We are. There's a Ventura County lady anglers group who charters our boats, and they go out a lot. Um, they go out a few times a month. And, you know, it's a nice little, instead of a bridge group, it's a bunch of ladies who've been fishing with us for, you know, quite a while. And, you know, they charter different boats. And yeah, sometimes the halibut, uh, I know the Alaska halibut can be, you know, quite um, demanding on, on you physically uh, just because of the, the depth and, you know, the the heaviness of the weights and such. Um, but, uh how deep do you uh, fish for the halibut there? Mostly, when, when we are fishing for halibut, we're looking, you know, anywhere between 40, 60, maybe 80 feet. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah, no. when you got a four-pound weight and it's a couple hundred feet down, add yeah. a 80-pound halibut to it, and it it can be quite a fight. That's why oh. that's when I like to have the fishing vest. <laughs> oh, for sure. And our halibut fishing, you know, because it's more shallow, we're using four to you know, six ounces of weight. We aren't using that much like they do in Alaska. Oh, that's not, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, and um, 
Yeah, ladies probably don't like seeing the lean cod that much, but I heard they're um, poor man's lobster. They are ugly, but they are good to eat, aren't they? Yeah, they're super good to eat. They're one of my favorites. Yeah, I think I screamed the first time I brought one in the boat. I'm like, oh, I just caught the monster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, they aren't the prettiest fish, but they sure taste good. Oh, they're tasty. I see you have um, tuna as well. We do occasionally, mostly the tuna, the the bite's really good right now in San Diego, off San Diego and Mexican waters, but I, I have heard that there's a few tuna, you know, between Morro Bay and all the way up to Oregon right now, And but we aren't really going for those. That's too far of a run for us. Right, right. So what, what do the ladies seem to like to catch? Well, um, they... <clears throat> They catch everything. They they go. I know. You know. They go when it's good for yellowtail and halibut. And and I think they were here last week and they did real good. I think they came back with limits of rock cod. Well, I'd like to have some of their recipes. <laughs> yeah, they probably have good ones. But it's it's hard to mess rock cod up. There's a bazillion ways to cook it, and you know you can you know don't overcook it. As long as you don't overcook it, it's great to eat. Right. You know, one thing I like about fishing with ladies is they're they're so exuberant and they get so excited when they catch something, no matter what it is. You know, they're usually screaming and yelling and they don't really even care if it's an edible fish or not. It's the, <laughs> the fun of the catch. Yeah. Well, most of the fish we catch here are edible, and uh, but they sure have a good time. I've seen them come back several trips, you know, happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'd love to hear them cheer. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Betty, I bet you do a fair amount of cooking because most of the stuff you do is for the sport and take ladies fishing. But I, I think that uh, Trey did mention one thing, and if that's the only thing you learned about cooking from this show is, is what? Don't overcook it. Exactly. You know when to stop. People <laughs> tend to do that, and that's, that's true with almost every kind of fish. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because people eat it raw, you know, and as mm-hmm. long as you, you cook it, you know, like brown it on the outside and have it just barely done on the inside, I think that's mm-hmm. the best way to have it. Yeah, I was to say, as soon as it starts to flake a little bit or turns white, uh, most fish, then uh, if you go past that, it just dries it out. Yeah. It's better to err on the side of caution because you can't uncook a fish. That's exactly. True. You can put it back in the yeah. pan, but. Yeah, you're right. Good. Okay. Well, uh, why don't you give us a little bit of information about Channel Island Sport Fishing, a.k.a. Cisco's, and how to get in touch with you. I think you've got people excited to go and visit you from all over the country, if not all over the world, because it's so easy. You just get on the boat, and half hour or so, you're in the fish. Yeah. Um, we have uh, 13 boats. In fact, um, the fishing's so good right now, we have five boats leaving to go overnight tonight. And, you know, that's... Because the link cod fishing is so good right now. Mm-hmm. That's what they're mostly going for. But so you, you, you leave in the evening, come back the following afternoon, and you get to spend a night in a bunk? Yeah, they have bunks, and it leaves at 10 o'clock. It returns the following day about 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually a five-, six-hour run for those guys to get to the good fishing grounds. Okay. Well, that sounds great. Now, give us a quick information about, again, about how to get in touch with uh, Cisco's. Okay. It's pretty easy, actually. It's real easy. Our phone number is area code 805-382-1612. 
and we also have a really good website. You can go to Cisco's.com or ChannelIslandSportFishing.com. Okay. And it has a profile okay. of all the boats. Perfect. Trey, you did a fantastic job. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. Thanks. We'll have talk you about day. that real soon. Okay. Uh, Betty, we're going to go uh, to, uh, what to I guess it's uh, a little bit north of us. We have a, a very special guest that's coming on uh, to talk about lake fishing. But we've only got a couple minutes, so let's jump right into it. All righty. Okay. Do we have Trey on the line? Yes, I'm on the line. Okay, well, give us a quick idea. We had a little time. You're down working on the boat, so we lost some time. Give us just a quick overview of where you are and what it's like around there and why they should come and visit you. Well, we're uh, Lake Comanche. We're, uh, we're just about 45 minutes outside of Stockton, California, or Sacramento, California. We have about 52 miles of shoreline. We have... Uh, uh, we have trout, we have bass fish, great, actually really good bass fish in the last couple few years. And we have some, um, we have a lot of catfish here and we do some crappies. We usually have, we have uh, uh, anybody in the area, we, at the end of the year, whoever has the biggest fish, we give them a year, year or season pass uh, for fishing. Um, the, the trout planting starts, we usually start in the uh, last week of October, 1st of November, and we plant, uh, we're planting 3,600 pounds of trout coming up starting this next week, but then we plant for about five months afterwards, and uh, uh, we plant Mount Lassen trout. They're usually a pound and three quarters to two pounds, and then we have some three to seven pound trophy plants that are there. Last year, we got a record bass caught. It was a 15.2 pound uh, uh, largemouth bass. We Perfect. had several 10-pounders and uh, some 12s and 13s. Okay, well, we're going to have to let you go. That sounds fantastic. You can always go to fishtalkradio.com and look at your website. And your website is, real quick? Yeah, we're at, we have a great Facebook. And, and, okay, Facebook, what is, what is Lake it? We're, we're out of time. What is it, real quick? Lake Comanche on Facebook. Lake Comanche. Perfect. Thank you very much. Let's do that. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. Vagabundos Del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at V-A-G-A-B-U-N-D-O-S dot com or call 800-474-BAJA. The Santa Barbara Channel offers some of the most productive sport fishing in the world. Channel Island Sport Fishing offers the most boats to enjoy it. Call 805-383-1612. At Channel Island Sport Fishing, you pick the time and place you want to go. Nearshore halibut, calico bass and rockfish, or fish the Channel Islands for white sea bass and yellow tail. For whale watching and private charters, Channel Island Sport Fishing in Oxnard has clean, modern boats with professional, friendly crews. Make your reservations for a deep-sea adventure by calling 805-383-1612. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Wormer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. 
It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio with Betty from Ladies Let's Go Fishing. Betty, we've got a few minutes here to kind of reminisce about today's program. You did an incredible job. Well, thanks. It's it's easy to talk about fishing, and you know, I'm hoping people can just visualize themselves at these fantastic places that the guests were talking about today. Well, let's not minimize the guys. If they want to go fishing, that's fine, too. But oh, the, they're but, always welcome. But but the cool thing is, is that, you know, your fishing buddy doesn't have to be a male friend. No, it's a team sport. Fishing is a fun way to bond with people. And, you know, you never talk when 10 years from now about something you saw in a, in a football game or whatever, but you do talk about sharing an experience of an incredible fish catch or something funny that happened when you were out there. You know, that is true. I'm kind of thinking back. I, I never thought about it in that sense, but, you know, the time that you spend there is probably a lot more memorable. Well, the fishing is all about making memories, and you have a special bond with the people that you fish with. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, or there's some people you never fish with again. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there with that. <laughs> But uh, and I think that one of the themes that you didn't really talk about today, but one of the reasons for your organization is a lot of time women anglers are a little bit intimidated, and it, it's for a couple of reasons. First of all, it's the numbers, you know, the odds where they, you know, they feel like they're kind of, uh, uh, you know, different because everybody else is wearing long pants and and uh, and uh, camel uh, clothes. But there's also, I think you mentioned, an intimidation factor because of that. Well, yeah, sometimes what happens is, you know, a woman is put on a boat, doesn't know what to do, and it's just not instinctive um, with experience, and people are, like, screaming at her, do this, do that, reel, stop reeling, reel over there, cast there, and she's like, what? And uh, I, I really recommend people try to practice before you go on the boat, talk about what to expect. Maybe practice some lines. Practice reeling uh, with somebody pulling on the other, other, on the other end. 
You know, something else that occurs to me that I don't really talked about that, and that is helping someone get started in fishing. Uh, First of all, if you don't make mistakes, you don't learn. And I would say that, you know, fishing in, in, in Baja, you know, before where the deckhand wants to hook the fish and hand you the rod, you say, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope. that's your fish if you hook it. I'd rather lose the fish and learn how to do it than just reel it in for somebody. And also, when, you're, uh, when you are fishing, it's easy to get excited trying to tell somebody what to do, and all you do is get them more confused. Do you have any comments on that? Well, sometimes when you're fishing in the heat of the moment, there's not enough time to tell somebody what to do. By the time you explain it, the opportunity is over. Um, so, you know, the best thing to do is talk later, say, well, sh- what should I have done, you know, so the next time you're, you're more prepared. You know, fishing mm-hmm. is the more you do it, the better you get. But there's always a new experience or a new technique to learn. Well, there, you know, there's a couple things, and maybe let's just say setting the hook, um, you know, it's, Sometimes you set it too hard. Sometimes you don't set it at all or enough, and and you lose the fish. But is there any tips you can say on that? Well, it's totally different. You know, bass fishermen Mm -hmm. wing it back. You know, a sail fisherman, you just turn it sideways. I think ask the more experienced people, if you haven't done it before, um, how to do it before the fish gets on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like on a fly rod. You just lift up the end of the rod, and, and, and when you're using a circle hook, you don't really set the hook. You just kind of make sure it's set tight, but you don't yank it. So it, it, that's something that, that, that varies from time to time. But I think the biggest thing is is don't get excited, stay patient, and just let them make a mistake if they do that. Right. Uh, ask but, a lot of questions when it's a good time to ask questions. There you go. Betty, we're going to get out of here. So one more time, your contact information is? Website is www.ladiesletsgofishing.com, or we're here a lot on the phone, 954-475-9068. Come on down and see the kind of fish we have in Florida. Fantastic. Well, we didn't really get to talk about that too much, but, you know, you've been so good, we might even bring you back. Thank you, Betty, and we've got to get you down in Baja Fishing, as we talked about. Okay, you are listening to Fish Talk Radio. We appreciate you tuning in. Gone fishing.